The law of presence says that everything is perfect. Assume it's it doesn't assume anything, but it assumes an attitude of this is perfect. Everything that is happening is perfect because it is giving you everything that you need. Practicing that and really taking that on is a little more difficult for us to do. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Well, you ready to jump down a rabbit hole? Yep. Yeah, I'm ready for a rabbit hole. Why not? Yeah, this is a big one. This is a master law, as we like to call them, meaning that it's connected to pretty much every other law in some way. So we're talking about the law of presence and the law of presence. You'll probably hear us mention this law when we're talking about just about every other law, because we're going over it in every talk we've had so far. The law of trust, the law of expression, the law of authenticity, the law of simplicity, the law of process, the law of the unknown, of experience, of vision, and just about everything else we're going to talk about has the law of presence in it. Yeah. So this is a big one. And we're not going to probably cover everything about presence. Just want to prepare you for that because that's not (laughs) what this is about. Yeah. This is actually about us jumping down a rabbit hole and opening up the conversation of presence and using that as a force, as a impact thing in your life, which can actually give you freedom, give you power, give you just about everything you want. But it's something that, you know, it's, it's kind of the black belt of karate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's a bigger yeah. deal. Presence is a, is, is a very challenging thing for us to practice. But um, a simple thing. But it's a very simple thing. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, we could talk about like we could talk about this thing endlessly i mean eckhart tolle has made an entire book career out of talking about presence he calls it the power of now or just the now uh and man yeah there's there this touches everything quite simply because presence the now is the only thing that ever truly exists as, as far as we can deduce, <laughs> you know, like it, it's our, our past is past is past. Future is just a, a, a projection an idea of something that might happen. And you can even argue that our past is just an idea of what we thought happened. And even those, when we're, we're thinking about them, these are thoughts that are still just happening in the present. So the present is something it is an it is an infinite, endless thing that, you know, you just, don't escape. It is. Ju- it just always is, which is why it's a master line, which is why we kept on discovering that every other law that we've, that we've discovered pretty much is attached to this in, in some way. Mm-hmm. And each one of them brings a new kind of color to, to presence and presence gives those laws as well, a kind of color. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, it just brings a whole relation. And that's another law. Relationship is another law, which it's related to. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So this one's a, this one's a, a thick cut. Yeah. It's a big one. So get ready. Um, 
All right. Well, where shall we begin? I, I mean, I don't know. It, you know, it's it's a tough one to even figure out where to start. I think, um, you know, I mean, we can talk a bit about the benefits of being present and why you would want to incorporate this law into everything and anything that you do, whether it be writing a song, acting a part in a movie or a play, making a movie, building a business, talking with your spouse or your best friend or your worst enemy. Presence is going to be something that you can call upon all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you learned one thing, if you took one thing from this whole podcast, you might just want to take the law of presence with you because in some ways it would give you access to everything else. Yeah. In a weird way, it's kind of one of those things is like very almost, it's almost the core of the whole thing, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think like we can talk about the benefits and I think we can talk a little bit about how it works just to start off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's really about, you know, the law of presence is about right here, right now. And it's to me, for myself, at least it's the ultimate kind of grounding kind of, of concept because, you know, so many of us, myself included in this, spend a lot of time in our heads. You know, I would say more often than not, one of my old teachers used to call like our society is plagued by continuous partial attention. And presence says like, pay attention to what is happening right, right now. You know, like, it's like, put down the phone, (laughs) take in where you are, you know, and, and, and like, what's going like checking in with your actual reality, Hmm. your actual surroundings, who's in front of you, what's in front of you, what are the sounds, what are the smells, what are the, you know, the senses are a great way to just kind of tap right back into the present, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just, yeah, that's like the senses are kind of our, our window or an easy window for us to, to reconnect to it because otherwise we can find ourselves, you know, the, the mind will just take us down all kinds of crazy things. You know, the, if you ever had that experience where you're like walking down the street or maybe you're driving (laughs) and suddenly you just like, you start paying attention. It's like you remember that you're driving or you remember that you're just like walking somewhere. And it's not that like you've done anything bad or you've gone past where you're supposed to go, but you just suddenly realize that you haven't really been paying attention to what was going on. You go, Oh, holy shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I've, I, I have that experience sometimes and it's, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling to go. She's like, where the hell was I? for this last, I don't even know how long. Yeah. You know, and it was just lost in thought. Well, that, I think that happens on more than just like a micro level of just driving or walking or doing some routine thing. It can happen for years of your life where you kind of like go like a year has passed or five years have passed. Like yeah. wh- where did all this time go? Yes. You know, yeah. and when you're a kid, I don't know, like, you know, if you remember, but like everything seemed so important And it all kind of like, it seemed like everything took so long and it was like so slow, right? But then as you get older, time seems to kind of clip by. My theory on that is that when we're younger, we're more present. 
because we don't have as many autopilot like autopilots built in. We don't have any routines built in. So everything's kind of new and fresh. And so we're forced in many ways to be present. But as you get older, you start to get a predictability about the world. You start to get routines. And what happens is you go on autopilot more. And I think like where people, um, they kind of have that loss of time and loss of power is where when you're an autopilot, you're one, you're not very powerful. And two, time passes by in a very quick way. And I think like being an adult and having that autopilot ability is nice when you're say in a moment you don't really want to be in and you can kind of let yourself, you know, you can, you can wander away in your imagination. You can, you could argue that that's presence in some ways, but you can actively kind of let time pass by almost tuning out of it. And it's a skill. Mm -hmm. You can use it. I think it's abused though. And I think, um, you know, the, one of the power points of presence, like being present is that you literally slow time down and you make things more meaningful, more important and more that you just get more richness, more nectar out of the seconds of your life. Right. When Mm -hmm. you're an autopilot, you're kind of, you're kind of missing out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard, uh, I, I saw an interesting study that was basically saying like the way our minds work is that when we're sort of in that autopilot thing, when we're in the midst of something mundane and we're in our heads at the time, everything moves very slowly. That's like, everything's dragging. It's like when you're watching the clock tick by, but when you then reflect upon it, it seems like no time passed at all. Like it's just because there was nothing for you to really attach to. There was no events, nothing to really focus in on. Whereas the times when we're really present, um, you know, where, where, and usually when we're super present, like our senses are super heightened, you know, like maybe it was, you were at a music festival or a concert, or, you know, you're just, um, on a vacation, you're traveling. These are, these are often things that make us very present. You know, when we get, then this is how presence is kind of, um, related to the unknown, right? The, when we step into the unknown, we get very present Mm -hmm. because we're like, holy shit, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what my surroundings are. This is brand new. And that just forces us to become present Mm -hmm. because we're like, because we don't know. Yeah. We can't predict anything. We don't know what's around the next corner. So we have to then rely on our senses. And for myself, I love travel for that very reason. I usually go through a little bit of like travel anxiety beforehand, but then once I'm into it, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm having the, the time of my life. But then when you look back upon it, it looks like, like time just blitzed by, or sorry, no, it feels like it's blitzing by when you're in it. But then when you look <laughs> back on it, it seems like, wow, so much happened. Yeah. Because a lot did happen. You know, you were so present. You're really taking things in. You're really soaking in the life that is around you. And presence is that is always available to us. And that, and again, to the unknown, there's always something unknown. The present presence doesn't assume that it knows anything. Yeah. Right. The presence is always just like, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. And that's why it's kind of an exciting place to, to live and to be in. 
You know, it's interesting. I just had an experience of being present the other day where I went for a walk because, you know, I just moved to this new neighborhood and there's all these beautiful estate homes around here, right? So sometimes I just go for a walk and I walk and I look at all these estate homes that are just these massive mansions with massive properties and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of like walking. It reminds me a little bit about walking through Beverly Hills, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very similar. And I'm walking along and I'm just admiring these these places you know and their amazing like uh, just lawns and these flowers they have and the architecture is incredible and there's just so much space and like because they have space like some people have built these very intricate like tree forts and stuff like that for their (laughs) kids in the back tree and it's like you know i mean it's a wealthy wealthy little neighborhood and so you know i'm walking through and i walk down this one street and I'm passing all these houses and I'm just like in just awe, right? And I get to the end of this road, which I walked pretty far. And I'm like, okay, well, I've walked far enough. I'm going to just walk back home now. And as I'm walking back home, um, the walk back home was so quick. And I was like, I didn't really walk that far. I I thought I'd walked super far. Yeah. But I was so present when I was walking down the street for the first time because I'd never seen any of that. So everything was new to me. And on the way back... um, it, I was still present, but the, the, the time experience kind of closed in a little bit because things weren't as new. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was kind of interesting just to notice that I was like, wow, like, um, you know, but, but there was so much I was taking in, you know, and it's not like I was walking any, any slower or any faster. It was just, there was more to like, kind of more to receive. And so I think, um, you know, part of presence is about, finding the new also like it's mm-hmm. sometimes you put yourself in a new situation but sometimes you can be in a common situation where you look for something new in that situation yeah. or you or it's not even about looking outside of yourself it's just about you being like how am i doing right now what's going on for me right now in this moment and that can kind of give you that richness of the moment as well and yeah. i think like you know well let's ask this why would someone want the richness of the moment? Why would someone want this? Like, what's the benefit of being present instead of going on autopilot? You know, because like, I think that there's this, this um, thing about presence is like, people go, yeah, okay, well, great. But like, why? Why do I want to do this? And I think when you're an actor or something, you get why you need to be present. You get how that brings more to your performance. It brings more out of you. Mm -hmm. It it adds more to the scene, more to the story. But like if you're a person in life who's not an actor, you might have never had the chance to experience presence other than uh, a near death experience or traveling or something like that. Yeah. And it wasn't by will. It was almost by accident. Like you found yourself there. Whereas like an actor, for example, might actually try to cause themselves to be there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I figure, you know, yeah. this is something that you could probably um, have some wisdoms on because, you know, it's such an area of your focus. Oh, well, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know about that. You put the pressure on there. Um, you know, I, like, I mean, for for what I work with, not just actors, but with, with people of all sorts, um, is really a, a, a practice in in presence and connection to, to presence, but, but to other people in, in the present moment. And, 
and being connected to the truth of what is actually happening in every single moment. And, you know, the, the implications of it, like also maybe I'll just start with like how it is with actors and this will maybe lead us to somewhere. We're just trying to stay present because we're like, this is such a huge topic. We're like, well, let's just start (laughs) because there's so much material that we can cover with this and let's just be present and trust that that's going to happen. Um, so with, with actors, the biggest thing, and this is from my own experience of having gone through a lot of training, learning a lot of different ideas and approaches and concepts to acting. Most of them, you know, you know, some of them kind of, kind of worked, some of them worked some of the time, but the, you know, not really consistent. And then I started learning an approach to acting that was really about being just simply being present. And the first part of it was just getting rid of the blocks that I had to being present and everyone else who was participating in in the training as well. There's just all of these blocks that we have about the present, all of these ideas that we have about how things are supposed to go or where things are supposed to go or trying to, you know, actors very much want to, you know, kind of, have a have a standout and and be be seen and and be brilliant and all the stuff. So we have all of these concepts about how that's done, and the weird sort of I I don't know if it's a paradox necessarily, but the thing is that we think that by planning out and saying okay, and then I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and 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 that will be you know that will be breathtaking. It will move people so much. And then the the problem with that is then you find yourself in the middle of of a scene and and you're you haven't been present the whole time because all you're thinking about is where you're going next and you're missing you're you're not paying attention to to the stuff that's going and then it becomes very hard work it becomes very hard work when you're up there because now you're kind of floundering about on your own, trying to manipulate yourself into being a certain way and feeling a certain way and and all of that. And there is a certain degree of manipulation that you're doing with yourself in acting. But the the thing is that what I discovered and what most all of us discovered was that it is so much easier just to be present. It's so much easier just to, um, trust and trust is a huge thing when it comes to presence and, and, and they feed off of each other because the only way for you to be truly present is to have an element of trust. Hmm. Um, as you step into and say, okay, I'm just going to let go of my ideas and trust that everything that I need, everything that, that, um, that is required will will be right in front of me. It will be given to me. And then the discovery that, holy shit, it actually is. Hmm. It's all right there. When I'm just working with my partner and they're working with me, we're just kind of going on this ride together and it becomes kind of an effortless thing that's going on. But all of the, all of the emotion, all of the, the real, honest, truthful life is coming out and you didn't have to premeditate it. You didn't have to think about it because you're just doing it. Mm -hmm. You're just responding to it. And that only happens in the present moment. 
and all of these, you know, ideas of, of, of this moment that will bring the audience to like, you know, to the edge of its seat. I mean, you don't know when that's going to happen, but they just kind of end up happening Mm -hmm. because the audience gets engaged because you're engaged honestly, like in the present moment and you don't really know where it's going to go. So neither does the audience. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a very interesting, um, energy that happens in that. There's a very interesting exchange that's going on where everybody's actually picking up on the same thing. So this is a very specific thing for acting that I'm talking about, but what this is not isolated from people in everyday life for how we live our lives every single day. When we become present, things get a little bit more effortless. Things get a little bit easier when we become present. Like one of the things I remember um, from Dan Millman, like one of the, you know, he's, some of you might know him. He's kind of a uh, new age kind of like, you know, self-help, spiritual kind of guru out there. But he, I remember learning a bit about kind of the like presence from him for the first time and saying like, whatever your problems are right now, like whatever you think your problems are, you're worrying about this, you're worrying about that, you're concerned about this. Take a second and go, where are you right now? What's happening right now? And, you know, usually it's like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm lying in my bed or I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. It's like, is there a problem right now? It's like, right. No, this is great. If you catch yourself worrying, it's like, there's no, yeah, this is totally like, this is a good practical application of presence. It's like, you're catching yourself worrying. That's a good indication that you're in your head. Your worry is a, is a future thing. Almost always. It's like, you're thinking about something real or imagined that's coming on, coming down the, the line. And presence says like, hold on a second. Like, what are you doing right now? What's happening right now? Are you okay right now? And usually the case is, yeah, I'm totally fine right now. I've got a roof over my head. I had, you know, I had, I just had a food to eat. You know, I'm, I'm watching a movie at home. There's no problems. Mm -hmm. There's really no problems. And that doesn't mean that we don't have you know, responsibilities and, and things that we have to take care of, but like be present when the time comes to take care of those things. But in the moment, is it necessary to worry about it at this time? And instead of, and it also gives us an opportunity to make a decision as well, because it's like, all right, well, you can either sit here watching this movie, but not really watching the movie because you're too busy worrying So you're not really actually enjoying the movie. So are you going to actually watch it or are you going to make a decision to go and work on the thing that you're worrying about? Mm. You know, that's another thing that presence can help guide us with is, is choices. Like, are you in this state where you have a concern? It's like, all right, well, either just do the thing that you're doing right now and be okay with it or decide to go and do something about it and do that. But you can't, this, that continual, continuous partial attention 
<laughs> yeah, the that multi- I was talking about, where it's like it's the multitasking is like you know, it's the it's the robbery of the present moment a lot of the time, and it is robbery. Yeah, it absolutely is robbery for you sure. Know, you know, I I have a client right now. We're doing the the timeless storytelling course, and uh, which is a course where you go through and you write the full feature script, right? And we're in the section of where you actually start the script and you face the blank page, really for the first time, because. Everything up until this point, I've given you kind of outlines and ways, you know, questions to answer, things to do. And you always kind of had a cue to write about. But when you start a script, no one gives you a cue except you. Mm -hmm. It's the first time that you face the blank page because there's no question to answer. There's no like, now you do this moment, right? And in this section, I always like to talk about writer's block with all the writers I work with. And I asked them a series of questions like, is writer's block real? And how do you know you have it? And what do you stand to benefit from having writer's block? And, you know, so forth. And anyway, um, as we go through the process, um, you know, the ultimate thing, and, you know, if anyone ever does the course, I mean, we'll take it way deeper than this. But um, what I get to at the end of the day is like, well, you're either writing or you're not writing. And writing is about presence. And a lot of people forget about that because they think, oh, I'm in my head. I'm working on this story. I'm doing, it's like, are you there with the keyboard or the pen and the paper? Are you there doing it or are you somewhere else? And a lot of people go, I have writer's block. And it's like, well, you're not present is really the thing. Um, and, um, you know, when you become present, you start to see that writing is actually quite easy. It's quite simple. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're present, you go, well, if I'm actually writing, I'm writing some words on the paper. But what happens is people go into their minds, they go, well, what I'm going to write is going to be crap. It's like, well, write it down and let's see if it's crap. Because yeah. right now you're not writing anything. So this future idea of that what you're going to write is going to be crap. We don't know if that's because you're not writing anything. So you know what I mean? So like the thing is, is like presence is very powerful because it actually is like a moment to call yourself out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times also when I find, um, you know, with me, none, no one who's ever worked with me has had writer's block. They've maybe had it temporarily, but after working with me, they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Because I'm very good when it comes to writing about simplifying the process. Usually when people say, oh, I don't have time to write, it's like, okay, well, so you, you never stopped and carved out any time to sit down and write. Because it's like, you always have time. There's always time to write. You know, I've written every single day for, I th- what is it, 2,160 something days now in a row? That's over six years every day for half an hour. Every single day, no matter what was going on. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that is because I believe it's, you know, as someone who teaches writing, it's important for me to be good at representation that writer's block doesn't exist. And I've proven that, I think, tenfold now. And I will probably continue to write every single day for the rest of my life. But the way I look at it is I carve half an hour out of my day. That's my half an hour. And I sit down and I write. And sometimes it's going to be crap. And sometimes it's going to be brilliant. Hopefully more the latter, but whatever it's going to, there's some stuff's going to get written. And presence to me is like, it's the ultimate power because when you're doing it, you're actually performing the thing that you say you want to do. You're not somewhere else. You're not worried about this or that you're doing it. 
And look, if I have to stop halfway through my writing session and pick it up later, I'll do it. But whatever you do, my theory is be a hundred percent into it while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you said. Like presence is power. Presence is power. It really is. And, and it's a, it's a bit of a mind fuck that way because when you start stepping into that, that presence, because presence is, is also very much a, like a, a tool in like getting out of your own way. You know, we were talking about simplicity on the last episode. Presence is very much to do with simplicity. It's just like, hey, come back to just right now and do the thing right now. Mm-hmm. Like all of the, the, the thinking and the planning in the world, like won't actually put the pen to paper, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, like it won't actually really get the thing done. And there's an infinite amount of planning and information you can bring in without ever actually taking action. Mm-hmm. And presence is a huge part of taking action. You know, it's, it's get out of your own way. And that's the power in it. But the thing is, is when you kind of hand yourself over to the present and be like, okay, I'm just stepping in and I'm, I'm doing this. Because you always have to do that. There's always that moment where it's like, no, you now you have to step out. Now you have to actually do it. You know, like there's still no, no matter how much planning you've done, there's still this weird line that you have to cross and crossing that line is so crucial. There was a place that I was taking this, (laughs) um, but no presence is, uh, it is stepping out of your way. It is a power. Oh yes. This is what it was. Is that it initially feels like it is, it is not a powerful thing to do. It makes us nervous. We distrust it because we want to have some kind of sense of, of guaranteeing what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. guaranteeing an outcome. And the presence says, you don't really know how this is going to go. Just go and do this and figure it out. Like that's where the law of the unknown comes in. That's where it completely comes in. But there's such a, a wisdom to this because like, again, I'll, I'll relate this to acting, you know, and and from my own experience of, of doing, (laughs) doing work where I I had this entire plan of how I was going to do this scene. And then I step up to do it. My scene partner does something I totally didn't expect. And now it's like, well, that's all the shit now. (laughs) Yeah. It's all gone. If I try to hang on to what my plan was, it's just not going to work. The scene's not going to work. And it's the same thing in your life. You step out with a plan and, and suddenly you get a response from the world. You get a, a feedback in, in this thing that you stepped out to do. And it's saying like, and it's just like saying, no, like it's, it's not going, it's not happening this way. Mm-hmm. And you keep trying to do it. You're going to waste a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, because, and this is because you're, you're stuck thinking about how it's supposed to go as opposed to saying like, oh, all right, well, I know I planned to do it this way it's not going to quite go that way. So now I'm going to respond. I'm going to adjust and, and, and take it and try something new, try something different. And it's, it is a nerve wracking kind of place to to be, but it's also a super exciting place to be. Mm -hmm. If we can, again, just flip how we're looking at it and saying like, no, this is, you're not, you're not off path. 
you're not going in the wrong direction. It's just not exactly how you thought it was going to go. So really just responding and keeping an open mind as to, all right, okay, well, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And you'll find that you're actually getting everything you need. Mm-hmm. You're getting all of the information you need to take the next step. And that's what the presence is trying to say. It's like, you're going to get everything that you need, but you have to step out. You know, I'd love to um, take this just a little bit away from the art for a moment and talk a little bit about the business side of things and how presence relates to that. Because I feel like, you know, there's probably some entrepreneurs and some people like that who listen to this, who like the philosophy, but they maybe don't relate to the acting side or, you know, whatever, film, filmmaking or screenwriting or something. Um, But look at this as sales, right? Like you're, you're in a sales call or an enrollment call with the new client. Um, If you're in the future thinking about the sale, thinking about the close, thinking about the time where they give you the money or their credit card or whatever, you're not present. Because if you're not talking about that right now, that's not happening right now. And, you know, sales and enrollment or anything like that is a very natural thing when you're present. It's you, you're very effective and powerful when you're present. And whatever you're talking about is what you're talking about. You know, you know, those salespeople, they're sleazy. They come off as sleazy. They don't, maybe they don't mean to. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. are because they are sleazy and that's their way. But you know, a lot of time, you know, sometimes we don't want to sell someone something because we feel like, I feel like I'm being sleazy. Well, if you're being present and you're responding to the moment and you're being there and you don't have a secret agenda, you know, that you're trying to kind of, you're hiding and you're really focused on the agenda and you're not really focused on the moment, you won't come off as sleazy because you ask someone a question and you say like, for example, I'll run you through a process I do. You know, I say, um, you know, have you ever thought about making a movie? Has that ever been something that's interested you? Person says yes or no. Yeah, you know, I thought that'd be kind of cool, but you know, I don't really see myself doing it. Oh yeah, why not? When I ask them why not, I'm not thinking about, you're going to sign up for my movie course. I'm thinking, why have you never made a movie? They're so much fun to do. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you're not someone who can make a movie? I'm really curious. I want to know. And then they're like, well, you know, I... I, I just don't know how to do it. I don't, I've never been in the film industry and it, isn't it only for certain people? And then, you know, I can respond to that and I say, you know, when I was, uh, when I was, uh, about, I don't know, I think 10 or something years old, um, uh, somewhere around there, I saw home alone and I told my mom, you know, I want to be an actor. Mm. And my mom said, oh, that's only for certain people. And I <laughs> believed her for about five years, five, six years. And mm. then, you know, I came to Vancouver and I ended up, um, I was working at this, uh, I was just working at a restaurant and this agent came in and I guess liked my look, called me over the table, said, Hey, you know, why don't you come in, do a reading at my agency office? I did. I ended up getting an agent and I started acting class and, and it blew my mind. And I remember coming home to tell my parents and being like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm going to be an actor. I'm getting taken on by this big agent in yeah. town. And, you know, and it, and so Um, I can tell the person this story of myself and then they go, wow, you know, it's like, so, you know, I get it. You know, I also felt like at a certain point it was not possible, you know, um, what if it was, and then the person's like, wow, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I'd always love to do it. I mean, you know, and then we're having a conversation and then we go down the line and they go, you know, 
uh, at some point they're going to start to, you know, I've helped them in that moment, see that maybe their belief is different. Now it just comes down to, do you want to make a movie or do you not want to make a movie? But before we're even going to sign them up for a course or get them to make a movie, we got to go through the process of where is everyone at right now? Yes. And any sales thing, it doesn't matter whether you're helping someone make a movie, you're bringing them into your coaching program. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We need to be present. That's where all the power is. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of, you know, it's, what's funny is that, you know, we try and collect all of this information, all of the most cutting edge information is happening right now. Yeah. Like, cause I can, I can understand. Too, <laughs> that is such like, a great quote. All the most cutting edge information is happening right, right now. now. I Be- love that because things are changing all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, th- marketing, like, again, we're, we're trying to focus in a little bit more on like a, on another angle on this, another application, you know, cause I, I understand a little bit of business as well. You know, like I, I operate classes and workshops for actors and peoples of all different types. And, so that, that required a, a new set of skills. And, and so, you know, I, I went and started learning some stuff and, and going and, and putting some of my first, you know, offers and classes and things out there. And it's like, and I did it to the best of my ability, to the best that I knew how. And, you know, there were things it's like, oh, okay, I could have done this better. I can, I can change my messaging this way. I can change, you know, how do, how do I communicate to people is really, I mean, that, that's really how I see marketing Mm is like, how, how do you communicate? How do you communicate what you do and what you offer and the value that you bring? And the thing is that, you know, all of the, the, the theoretical knowledge and book learning and articles and all that stuff, you know, it's great. It kind of can give you, uh, you know, a place to start from, but it still inevitably comes down to me actually putting myself out there and actually putting some packaging something together and saying, Hey, like, are you interested in doing this thing? Mm-hmm. Are you in, are you interested in this? Are you interested in this? You know, going, going through those motions and, you know, and then learning to adapt what I'm doing saying like, okay, that didn't quite work. You know, how can I, how can I, rearticulate this? How can I re-message this for people to understand? But I can only get that from actually looking at what is happening. They're actually like seeing, okay, what is the response that I'm getting? Mm-hmm. What are, what are, you know, what is the feedback that that's coming to me either directly or indirectly and saying like, oh, okay, you know what? This isn't quite landing. This isn't quite hitting with people. I can be more effective this way. Great. You know, it's like, and, and the thing is, is that it, it's a little uncomfortable because obviously, of course we want to, we want to come out of the gate and we just want to like, you know, we just want to smash doors open and we just want to things to go perfectly. But, you know, usually it, it's always still a work in progress and, and things don't all like things never go quote unquote perfectly, mm-hmm. which is actually, this is another thing about presence. The, the law of presence says that everything is perfect. Assume it's, it doesn't assume anything, but it, it assumes an attitude of this is perfect. Everything that is happening is perfect because it is giving you everything that you need. Practicing that and really taking that on is a little more difficult for us to do. Well, I think because our concepts of perfection are skewed. 
our concepts mm-hmm. of perfection are flawed. And we, we have a difficult time recognizing that a flaw or a mistake could actually be a good thing because we're a little bit indoctrinated into the idea of that there's a right and wrong and that you somehow know the right and wrong, you know? And I think that the law of presence, um, you have to remove your judgment when you're in the, when you're in and functioning from a powerful place, which is the law of presence, you need to remove judgment because the powerful place says, whatever you throw at me, I will respond. There is nothing There is no question, there is no move, there is no thing that you can do which will stop me because I am here, I am now, this is happening, and I'm going to deal with it when it happens. You know, I think about great athletes, they're so present, you know, they they have practice, they have plan, and I want to talk about vision and process in a moment. They have a process and they have a vision, but, and those relate, but when they're in power, is there present because, you know, I think about those times where, you know, being on a, a breakaway in hockey or soccer and, you know, when you be, when you're forward, even as a defense defensemen have told me the same exact thing, it's almost the exact same thing. And, uh, is that you're, you're present because you're waiting in sense, you're waiting to see what they'll do so that you can get a micro decision on what you'll do. And then based on the micro decision of what you'll do, you see what they do. And because they do that, you do this other thing. And then you see if they respond to that. And it's all happening like within nanoseconds. But for some reason, it's like you're, when you're really good, when you're really sharp and present, it's like you're a move or two or three ahead of the person. And when you like, when they, in soccer, we call it, you burn somebody because you basically like, like you light them up because you just deke them out to the point where they just didn't even see it coming. Yeah. That's where like practice and presence process and vision all come together as one. And all your training in that moment has just kind of given you the skill and the necessary things for that moment to perform. Mm-hmm. And I think like when you're not performing in the moment or you feel incapable of performing in the moment, it's about not beating yourself up, but about looking and going, okay, well, if I couldn't perform in the moment, am I not practiced enough? Do I not believe or have the vision enough to kind of have the faith in the moment or have the practicality in the moment to actually do the thing? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can look at like a basketball player, hockey player, football player, whatever, and they do a juke or they do a move or they do a dribble or, you know, something like that. They handle the puck in a certain way, whatever the sport is. And you look at them do that and then you go and you go, I want to do that. But when it comes to your moment, you can't do that. And the reason is, is because you haven't put in the time and practice and discipline that is required to have the, what I'd almost call the autopilot of the moment. It's where your disciplines and practices supersede the moment so that you can be present and you can rely on your process and you can mm-hmm. rely on your practice to, to serve you in the present moment. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there is definitely an element. Like if, if there's uh yeah, like presence won't give you the skill. No. You know, to like, to, to achieve everything, you know, but it, it is eventually the thing that you have to turn yourself over to. And even then like presence is still, I think, well, can I stop you? I feel yeah, like yeah. you always have to turn yourself over to it. Yeah. Like a brand new actor has to serve it has to go to presence, but a well-trained actor 
has some skills and practices, but sometimes those skills and practices can be the very thing that gets in your way of your presence. Yes. Eventually it's, you know, I, I find that like all of these things, they're eventually, they're made to be let go of. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you work at it, you work at it, you work at it. Like, you know, I, I've played guitar for a lot of years and, and I still play. And one of the things like, you know, I practice scales, you know, I practice like doing certain kinds of scales. Like, okay, this is what most of, you know, like rock music and the blues, this is like the scales that they, that they, that they play around with. So I had to learn how to play these scales, Hmm. you know, and it's kind of this, you know, it, it seems very, you know, at times like very, um, mundane you know you're just like going through this you're just doing that over and over and over again um and the thing is that that still requires a certain level of presence in order for me to perform that scale i have to remain present with it it's like like where my fingers are going making sure i'm hitting everything in symmetry with each other and then learning how to actually implement that. And the thing is going through that, it's like, it's building for it's building like a muscle memory on a more hard skill kind of level, like mm-hmm. a, a kind of, yeah, a feel it's like, okay, I, I know how to do this. I don't have to think about how, about doing this much like with, um, actors, why it's so important to learn your lines. Like they're, you know, you need to know your lines, like they're in your blood because that's kind of part of, of a skill. It's like, okay, so you've got that down pat. So you don't even have to think about it anymore. So now when the music starts, I can just let my fingers move Mm -hmm. and I don't have to think about where they're going necessarily. All I might be thinking about is just like, it's like, where does this, like, I'm, I'm thinking more about actually the feeling I'm thinking like I'm moving more into how something feels rather to than than what I think should be going or or where I think I should go. Right. It it it, it it's an important part those skills are an important part of making the transition but the ultimately that transition has to be made mm. in order for you know a great great music to happen. But it can't, cause it can't all, it can't be, I can't be thinking about the, the technique and the skill. I can't be thinking about the scale while I'm playing music. Cause then it'll just sound stupid. Like yeah. it'll just, it'll just sound like I'm playing a scale. You know, I think this is where, um, when you talk about something like doing scales is presence comes in when you start to incorporate vision because I think, you know, vision's big for me, but I think a lot of people think of vision as like this, this big dream, you know, this, this, the moments of holding the Oscar and being on stage and winning the awards, all that stuff. And that's absolutely a part of vision for sure. Sure. It's a part of it, but it's actually only a part of it because another part of vision is doing the monotonous thing, but with vision, because you see how that's going to serve you later. So, um, you know, I started ice hockey really late. I played, I played roller hockey. I played street hockey, but I didn't play ice. So I started late and, Um, you know, I didn't know how to do as much as everybody else. So I had to like really practice hard just to kind of get up with everybody. But, um, I, uh, I met an older guy who was, you know, um, I think he was semi-pro or, or something like that. Um, or he's professional actually. And he just taught me, he was teaching me some things. 
And he said, okay, well, you practice stick handling. Great. He's like, practice stick handling everywhere around your body. So you, you stick handle like this right in front of you, right? And you mm-hmm. move the puck back and forth. Now do it to your right. Now do it behind your body. Now do it to your left. And, and you just do that. Yeah. And, then, and then try moving the puck from the right side of your body to the left side of your body to the back of your body, to the front of your body, to the front of your body, to the back of your body, you know, and you just do these various types of inter moves. And what ends up happening is they're all super monotonous. They're, they're basically the scales of stick handling. Yeah. But what ends up happening is when I was doing this stuff, I remember like spending like hours doing this. Um, what would happen was, first of all, it was really cool is doing it. I could do it without even looking just by feel. And that was a neat moment. But then what would happen is I would remember being visualizing and being like seeing myself in a game where I could put the puck into that place in relation to my body and feel comfortable with it. And as I'm doing this one little move, I'm in the vision of it actually being a piece of the puzzle being put together. And what ends up happening is this thing doesn't feel so monotonous anymore. It feels very purposeful. Right. And so, um, I think when people like people avoid practice sometimes because they get bored of it, but like if you see vision and you make vision kind of present, then you, you know, yeah. Seeing how it fits into the equation. Right. Right. And how it fits as a part of the, the bigger vision. And also the presence is huge because like you need to be like focus is, is arguably another word for presence. Sure. Arguably, maybe a little subtle differences. I don't care to get into that, <laughs> but it's like, you know, that requires focus. You need to focus on the thing that was at hand in yeah. order for you to actually develop this thing. So it's like, you're never, you're never not in the presence of presence, like it's, it's always occurring. And yeah, it's like, you know, you watch that stuff. Like, you know, I, I love sports and I played a lot of sports growing up and, but I love them for the fact that like they, they, there's something that's oddly so, um, that reflects life so much in sports. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing with acting as well, but there's something so reflective of life in sports. And the thing is, is that, you, you know, when you watch great players or something like you see this great play where it was just like, you know, they went behind the back through the leg around this guy and then just, you know, like and scored this amazing goal or something. And you'd be like, how did you do that? And the response is like almost always like, oh, I don't know. I just they went. And so I, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever, totally. you know, like they're yeah. not thinking. No. They're not thinking about how they did it. They just did it. You know, like it, they had to develop the skills so that they could just do it. Right. And they also say like luck is preparation meets opportunity, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is like a really good thing to, to kind of keep in mind when it comes to presence. Like, you know, opportunities happen all the time, but are you, are you, practice discipline prepared or in the belief mindset that you can uh, capitalize when that opportunity presents itself, you know, because I think like the the other thing I want to kind of share with our listeners too, is like, you know, the law of presence is vitally important, but it isn't the end all be all answer either. I mean, it's not going to solve everything for you, but it will help solve a lot for you. And it relates to everything. It's just that like, 
you don't like master the law of presence and you're like, okay, well, I got it figured out. But if you started to be present all the time, you would figure a lot out. You mm-hmm. wouldn't figure it all out just by being present, but you're going to figure it a lot faster by being present. And so I think the important thing about this is like, you know, you know, when you're doing a practice, when you're doing a discipline or you're just going through life or whatever you're doing is get out of autopilot for a moment and get into presence. And, you know, and I, I want to give people two other tools to relate this to. And we already talked about these, but the law of vision and the law of process, mm-hmm. the law of vision is you have an image or an idea in your head, but you are being and living it as though it is happening now. That's envision is just presence, but it pre- presence in the projected idealistic future, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the law of process is having like, it's, it's understanding where you are on your journey and also having a plan. Now your plan may go to shit, but having a plan is important because you know, and let's go back to the business side of thing, the, the sales or enrollment, say, thing for, for something. Well, I have, once I had a process for how to actually sell and enroll, it changed the game for me because mm-hmm. I always know where I am in the process. I always know where I am in the, in the, in the, in the, in the thing. So, you know, it doesn't start by, although sometimes it may just by like, so you want to do the course? You know, this is how much it is. Do you want to do it? right? Usually that's going to happen at the end because in the beginning, what I'm trying to figure out is like, first of all, do you even want to make a movie or write a script? Okay. You do. Okay, great. So, um, you know, like the next thing is, is like, why, why do you want it? And thirdly, what's stopping you from doing it? Because why do you want it? I want to know what kind of person I'm working with, Mm -hmm. you know, and I want to kind of help you know what you're doing. Thirdly, like, do you even need me? Like, do, am I, like, is it necessary for you to hire me to write your script or can you just do it yourself? Like, you know, what do you think's blocking you? And, um, can I actually help you with those blocks? Mm. Once we've solved some of those things, then we can start to have a conversation of whether we could do the course or not. But like, until those three things are taken care of, at least we're not talking about them signing up for the course. And so like, I think when you go through anything, being present, it's very important to be in the moment you're in and understand that until you move through that moment, you don't get to jump to the next. And that's kind of what the law of process is. But the law of process is very much about the law of presence because the law of process says you are in process, you are where you are, but the law of presence says you have to be like authentically truthful to where you are. Mm -hmm. You don't get to like be there when you're not there yet, but the law of vision kind of says you can be and live like it. You can bring your higher self, your essence out, but you still have to be in the reality that you are physically where you are mm-hmm. doing what you're currently doing, you know? And so yeah. like, and that that's perfect where you are yes. is absolutely perfect in your process. Yes. Yes. They're yeah. all very related. I think like if you're enjoying anything about this, um, talk, you might want to listen to the law of process, listen to the law of vision, and then it might spur on you to want to listen to some others. I mean, don't get overwhelmed by it. You're, you're here now. <laughs> That's it's just a podcast. <laughs> it's just a podcast. But I mean, these are, these are the things. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's like, this comes up for everybody. Like the, the artists, the other artists we've had on this, the musicians, the, uh, the, the architect, the, the producer, it comes up for everybody. 
at some place or, or not. Like being present is so much about, it's, it's so much related to everything. And when we deny being present, I think we just give away our power. And that's why we feel like we don't have the ability, right? And you might not have the practice, but like if you could have all the practice in the world, but if you're not present, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's kind of the funny side of it. Like if you had, if I had two athletes in front of me, I would rather the athlete that was present than the athlete who was practiced. If I had one or the other, Mm -hmm. I would rather a practiced present athlete than I would an unpracticed present athlete. But if I had the choice between presence or practice, I would choose presence because even without skill, you're going to be more responsive, more in the moment, more tuned, sharper. Mm -hmm. If you're practiced, you'd probably be a little bit more, um, you know, laissez faire, uh, almost entitled, almost like, you know, um, you just miss, you'd be dull. Right. So obviously practice and presence is better together, but you know, whatever. I think we're going to get into law of practice at one point too. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, well, this has been, this has been some beer. Yeah. Let's talk about this, uh, this brew that, uh, you have, you have procured. <laughs> okay. So this us. is a yellow dog brewing co brewing company and it's called the high five hazy IPA a little purple can. Um, I love, you know, I love yellow dogs marketing. It's so simple and it's just so clean and sharp. Yeah. And, uh, they always have really good beers too. But uh, they're a little um, Port Moody. I, I think they're a Port Moody um, brewing company. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm liking it, man. It's a good beer. Everything everything I have from them is good. And this is another solid one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, I, I love their stuff. And, um, you know, IPAs are, are generally a little bit uh, stronger. Not, you know, really like uh, one that you put down real quick. But this one is going down quite easy. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's like, it's got a smoothness to it. It's not a, it's got a nice hop, but it's not like overly hoppy. It's, it's something about the hazy, the, the, yeah, the, no, it's, it's really balanced. It's kind of got a, there's a bit of a sweetness to it to kind of round it out and not make it too harsh. So it's good stuff. Well, that was not an ad for beer or anything, but, um, we just drink beer. It spurs on the conversation. It's part of our folklore, part of our history, part of our legacy, <laughs> Is we drink beer and we have conversations about art and yep. stuff. Art and life and and, yeah. and the artist's way, the way of the artist <laughs> and its approach to life. It is a way. Um, you know, that's the thing. It's it's a, it's a philosophy. It's an approach mm-hmm. of life, right? And, you know, the thing is, is I think as you go through these laws and you, and you, and you learn this stuff or, or take on this stuff with us, it's... It's about looking at how you can incorporate this in your own life philosophy. Yeah. You know, it's not a, this isn't about like finding like hard rules and figuring out how to like do this and then do that. And then you can solve this. It's, it's more like you bring this into your, into your way of going through your life. And my hope is that as people incorporate this stuff, you know, my, my, I, you know, I'm finding more and more my big drive is that. I want to inspire people to see that they are the authority of their own lives. It's such a big thing for me Mm -hmm. because I just, you know, and 
And in the previous podcast, I used to go on about this a lot, but it used to piss me off so much about the school system where, you know, there's some authority figure in the front and you're all there and you sit and you look at that person. And I just don't think schools should be like that. The way I think schools should be is everybody should circle up. All the students should look at each other. First of all, we should never be looking at an authority figure at the front of a room if it's avoidable. I think we, not never, sometimes there's a place for that, but that shouldn't be like you go to class, to class, to class, where you look at this authority figure and they tell you what to do. I think that we have a lot to learn from each other and we have a lot of connection to be, to be done. And what you need to do in my opinion about school and education is we need to teach the students that they are the authority, give them responsibility early and show them that a lot of what's important is what they think and how they feel and how they're interpreting what is being taught or what's being brought to the table because kids don't learn by just being told. They need to go out, they need to experience, they need to be present in it. Mm-hmm. And I think like this model of, of education is, is it's, it's outdated. And so my thing is like, not only do I believe the education system should change, needs to change, and it is vitally important that it changes, but I think that we need to look at this as a conversation where we're all in a circle here. And we're all valid members of this group. And we all have something to say. You and I happen to be talking right now. We're sharing our wisdoms, but everyone on the other end of this has a wisdom too. And where you take presence might be in a way that Evan and I have never taken it before. And you can teach us something back with it. We maybe happen to have had this be an important part of our journey so far, but there's been other things that have been important for you that we haven't ventured into. And so we're sharing this with you as like, you're a tribe, you're a people, and we're your people. And that's kind of how I look at it. And presence to me is very much about all of us um, seeing that we're all here. This is all happening. No one's better than anyone else. Everything's perfect. Everything is happening. But we need to not like try to be anything other than we are or try to reposition ourselves and at least not be okay with the position we're in at the current moment, right? If you guys want to start a podcast, go start a podcast and, you know, you can be the ones in the seats talking to the mic. But um, at the moment where you're at, whether you have a podcast or not, or whether you're a billionaire or not, wherever you are is totally valid, totally important. And that's kind of where the law of presence really takes off, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. And that's kind of the message I almost want to leave people with for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And well, I mean, even if you're not, doesn't really matter because here you are here. This is where you're starting from anyhow. Yeah. You know, and what are you going to do? This is where you start. Exactly. Every moment is, is, is a new opportunity to start again. Um, and that's another gift of, of presence. Presence is always saying, it's like, you can always start right now. Every moment of every day is, is, is a new opportunity to, to be what you, you might've been. Um, yeah, like the, I just want to say like, you know, presence is where, you know, the present is where the magic happens is really where the magic happens. That's where you will find it. You know, it's, um, and if you're still not convinced about this whole presence thing, (laughs) you're not really sure, you know, just think of like, what are some, some of your, 
some of your favorite memories from your life? What are some of the moments from your life that you just go, oh, yes, that I remember that, like your fondest memories? What's the stuff that's just coming to your head right now? Like, like what are those things? Now, think like, like maybe you zero in on a couple of them and go, it's like, well, what was happening? What was happening at that time? What was going on? You know, the thing about those memories is that we remember them so vividly. We remember them with such fondness. And a huge part of that is because you're so present for it. You are just there, just taking it in and standing in that absolute perfection of what was going on about being a part of that moment too. That's another huge part of presence. It's not just about the stuff that's going on around you. It's about you also being a part of it Mm -hmm. and that connection to it. So if your fondest memories have such a strong connection to the present then what are you waiting for? (laughs) Let's make some more (laughs) of those (laughs) memories. And the only way you're going to make those fond and amazing memories, those memories that you will, you know, look back on at the end of your life, you know, and, and those only came about because you're like, no, I was here and I was present and I was taking it all in and it was amazing. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.